Hello, welcome to Point Blank, a true crime podcast, and today we will be talking about the stalking of Bjork. So, a little bit about this case, or a little bit of inside info, is that this case took place in 1996, and it was Ricardo Lopez stalking Bjork. Um, I think that this is a very interesting case, and this is why I chose it for my first podcast. Um, in 1996... Um, the Met Police intercepted a sulfuric sulfuric acid bomb destined for Iceland singer and world-renowned pop star Bjork. It was sent by her stalker, Ricardo Lopez. Today, we revisit what happened. When Bjork arrived in London during the early 90s, she was determined to put herself in the spotlight. The singer began to play clubs to play at clubs and find her fame and fortune in 1993. In 1994, she began to receive the recognition she deserved for her truly work, truly good work. It was at this time Ricardo Lopez's obsession with the singer began. At first, Bjork provided Lopez with a welcomed escape from pains of growing up. It provided him with a sense of freedom, what he from what he felt was an inescapable situation. Lopez suffered from a tissue disorder or a disease where it's a rare genetic disease where it causes male breast tissue to grow abnormally large. While it affects of the sickness of largely cosmetic and the emotional mental strength of a brain. Lopez was only 18 when he was watching Bjork, and he instantly became in love with her. And yeah, that's how it starts off. Um, Ricardo Lopez grew up with two brothers in a middle-class family. He had a genetic disease, which caused his tissue to grow bigger, as I said. He dropped out of high school to pursue his dream-making art. His mother referred to him as a, as a surprise child, which made him special to her because um, they weren't expecting him. So this made him special to her. She really had a soft spot for him. He was close to his father, but as he grew, the relationship kind of grew off. His mother and the rest of his family moved back to Uruguay, and Ricardo stayed in America because his family moved to the United States, then back to Uruguay, and then Ricardo stayed and moved to Miami. In 1996, he got a camera on his birthday, and he started recording and showed the disturbing mind of him. He had dark and troubling struggles when it effect and it affected his mental health. Health. The first video he filmed, he talked about his loving family, which he said that this was perfect. That his family was very perfect for him, but they just weren't right for him. So, what I think about like so far my thoughts on this is that he is he's a normal person with a genetic disease and he kind of likes this pop singer and um and he's a little he's he might have a he might have a little mental issue but nothing crazy he's just a normal college age kid that is pursuing his dream in art Later on, he gets um, a job in 
S control. And if you look him up, he's a American Uruguayan musician. And there's many creepy photos of him out there. I think it's very scary. Um, the photos they have, I do not like looking at them. And it says from Wikipedia, it says Ricardo Lopez, also known as the Bjork Stalker, was a Uruguayan American pest control worker who attempted to kill Iceland Icelandic musician Bjork in September 1996. Lopez dis developed an obsession with Bjork in 1993 and became angry over her relationship with music musician Goldie. And Goldie was black, and he hated all people that were um black he was strongly racist towards them and he just did not approve of them um she also had an alcohol obsession so he stated that as a turnoff which yeah alcohol addiction it's not very it's not a good habit to get into but that's personal problems that should not be a quote-unquote turn off and he called it satanism so i think that's kind of interesting on just how he how he um speaks he's the choices he make are not the choices he makes are not smart but later on you will see that his choices are not good not smart but he, how he um plays things out, I think is very strategic and smart. Not good, but you can tell he has a messed up mind. But he's smart. Um. Yeah, it became a race against time because he knew that. So his brother, there's when he, so he was working on a, a project called the Master Blaster, where she was gonna press a button did nothing and then open up a box that had needles in it and that would poke her with and poke her and then inject her with HIV which would infect her then kill her then he realized that injecting her with um HIV was not smart sorry and um he had to find another another um plan so he made a explosive sulfuric acid bomb that would spray acid on her and kill her and that's when um the met cops i think is what i read a couple weeks ago that yet yeah, the met police found a sulfuric acid bomb in the mail and we don't know who it was reported by but um yeah luckily they found it and it saved Bjork's life. So, let's just, we're going to talk about a little bit about the very last day on September 16th, 1996. Um, the manager, he was staying in the Van Buren Plaza apartment in Hollywood. Um, is it Hollywood? I don't know. But um, just ho in Hollywood, um, he saw blood coming out of the walls under apartment A, which I would, uh, that's so gross. So gross. I cannot imagine that. Um, but when police opened the door, they found a badly decomposed male body 
with red, black, and green grease paint all over the face. Um, there was a video camera set up in the direction of the body, and an odd things were in on the wall. The best of me and a slur against African Americans, which that comes to show he's very racist, and he made poor decisions in his life. Uh, inside the camera, there was a videotape labeled The Last Day, and several other cassettes were nearby. Investigators went to went straight to the last tape and confirmed the death, death was a suicide. Then they went to the beginning and they saw all of his tapes. They saw that he had an obsession with her, that he wanted to kill her, that he worshipped her, then he loved her, then he wanted to keep her, and all of the weird things that went on in his mind. It's it, It's truly crazy that... What he did just to kill this one person, just to kill a pop singer that he loved but hated at the same time, it's truly, it's just outright, it's point point blank crazy, like the title of the podcast, Point Blank, because we've been talking about that it's just point blank crazy, point blank insane. All of those is what we'll be talking about. So then the videotapes were as oh as well as the videotapes, he left behind a composition notebook, an eight hundred and three page handwritten diary of the full diary full of the um thoughts of a young man embarrassed by his body and awkward around and he he claimed to be awkward around girls. Um, one of them feel this is how I feel now, but this isn't how I always felt. He said on one of the tapes. Um, he also said, especially when I was growing up. I mean, I had hopes and stuff like that, but with women, even though I was fat and this and that, but I still had hopes, which showed he he had a normal childhood. He grew up in a middle class family with two older brothers, family that loved him, but he quoted my family was perfect for me but i wasn't perfect for them was a quote from him um yeah he recorded himself talking to the camera and a quote was this gave me something you know being in love having a in infatuation i don't know how to say it is it euphoric feeling and I was very happy. I had something to look forward to every day, which was planning Bjork's murder. Um, if I look at something else, is yeah, just the diary. Uh, I have taken so many notes on this. Sorry, I'm pulling them all up. Um, the diary shows um how he fantasized each and each day of killing Bjork, loving Bjork. He worshipped Bjork. He had photos of Bjork all over. He even referred to himself as a slob and a pig at some points. Um, Three years into his obsession, he read that Bjork had a lover. Yep, Goldie, black musician, compounded by his biogatory. It lit a terrible um, fuse inside of Lopez. Ricardo Lopez. Um, As we've established before, he was extremely racist. um, Very crazy. 
um, yeah, just all around psychopath is what I'd call him. Point blank psychopath. Um, Lopez, yeah, he constructed a bomb using sulfuric acid and placed it inside a hollowed out book that when Bjork opened it, he hoped a trigger would hurl the acid all over her face, leaving her either severe burns, her inhaling toxins and, and just all of that stuff that it's, it's just point blank crazy. I'd say he also forged a letter from her for her record company telling her that the book was for a future project which i'm assuming that this plan he because like i said earlier he had two different little projects um and i it's just crazy i think then he took the package to the post office and mailed it then he came home still savoring savoring the drama one tape showed him saying into the camera, it went off almost without a hitch. I'm shaking more and more, but I was real cool in there. Just a little bit nervous. And then, this is the last song. Is a, this a, That was a quote. And then with the bomb, now almost at Bjork's doorstep. Now almost at Bjork's doorstep. Lopez began the final act for his tape and his life. He painted his hair red and green, and he quoted, It would make it easier for him to shoot himself because he didn't look like himself. That's what a cop or a sheriff or someone said. His name was Cornwell. That's what they said. Then Lopez sat in the chair with his gun, and he kept picking up a mirror looking at himself as if he's saying, That's not me. It's easier this way. On this video, Lopez talked about talked about his own family, both clinically and affectionately. He said that he knew many killers had families that were brutal, but said his own family was normal and kind, which just comes to show that he he was the crazy one of the family. I don't think it passed down by genes, but yeah, there were some videos where he was talking Spanish. Yes, there was. Um, and he said, I had a, you know, not perfect, but a very stable foundation. A strong family is what Lopez said. And then as Lopez neared the end of his life, he played Bjork's music in the background. He stated, I feel a little nervous now. I'm definitely not drunk. I am not depressed. I know exactly what I'm doing. It is cocked back. It's ready to roll. That's what he stated. Yeah, crazy. This, I I don't understand. Then his last words were, this is for you. Then he pulled the trigger. On the video, a gunshot rang out. But there's no visible blood. Lopez groaned and simply fell out of the frame. Later, police found Lopez's body four days after he killed himself, estimating it would take five days for a package to mail, mailed in Florida to reach London, to reach a London address. Investigators realized that left him only about a day to stop the bomb. 
In London, British detectives at Scotland Yard set up a special security system they have for intercepting potential dangerous packages in the mail. The package was spotted at the post office in South London. Its next stop would have been Bjork's London home. Even now, Scotland Yard will say, will not say how precisely, will not say precisely how they did it. Right after the bomb was found, Bjork emerged from her house shaken. She said, I make music, but in other terms, you know, people should not, shouldn't take me too literally and get involved in my personal life. I make music for people, you see. Is that that's what she was talking to reporters? Then Lopez's bomb did not reach its target. So wherever he is right now, heaven or hell, whatever you guys think is afterlife, wherever he is, I I'm honestly truly wondering what he is thinking. But here's some of my own words, and I I think in some cases committing the murder is what you're also doing is you're bonding with that person for all eternity. Um, stalkers' names often live on in the public memory on the public's memories, tied forever with the object of their obsession with Bjork. That will haunt Bjork for the rest of her life, I think. And then, I also think a part of his obsession with Bjork, which is also true of some of these other people who get obsessions, is that um, Lopez just straight up wanted to be her. Wanted all that fame, all that money. He wanted her success. He wanted to be a star. There's a tremendous amount of envy that goes with that. To be some, to be some sort of love. Um. Yeah. It, I. I find this case very crazy. So. Yeah, he would refer to himself as a pig. Yes, he did. Um. But he also would state her as a goddess of some kind, but yet then he wanted to kill her, which I find that pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I just find it all very crazy. But honestly, it is what it is. So today's point blank is Ricardo Diaz is point blank crazy. So, yeah, thank you all for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope that this gives you some type of awareness for stalkers or um, some kind of thing. Oh, I was also going to say that at the beginning. I forgot that some stalkers, if you have a stalker, you you might find it to be that you've had a personal relationship previously with them and um you either um like unfriended them or divorced them or um left them lonely but yeah that's all I have for you guys today
I hope you all have a great day. Um, Stay tuned for my second episode, and I'll see you all around. Peace.